Welcome to the Latika Vines Show, a work and life balance podcast for working moms who want to lead and grow in their careers. In this podcast, you will gain tips and inspiration to help you navigate and thrive as you balance and manage your life, marriage, career, and your faith. I am your host, Latika Vines, a working mom of four, a wife, and just like you, a career-driven working mom. It is my goal that myself and all empowering guests that join us will share and explore our life lessons and give you the immediate steps you can take to navigate and thrive in your career and life so you can build opportunities for your self-success. Subscribe to this podcast so you're notified of each episode that airs. Welcome to Latika Vine Show. Hey, working mom, welcome to another episode of the Latika Vine Show. I am so excited that you are here for another episode. As I always am, I am so grateful for your support and for going 10 seasons strong. Oh my goodness. I still can't believe we're in season 10. It's amazing. But I'm so grateful that you are here. Oh my goodness. You know, we have been in this series of the whole working mom and it has been phenomenal. And we just got started, but the lineup that we have of episode topics and guests that are coming It's going to be amazing, and I cannot wait to get into it. Today, however, I want to get into a topic that is very hard for me because for most of my life, I have been a people pleaser. Now, again, we are going into the whole working mom, so we're really delving into what we as working moms are going through, what we're doing, how we're evolving. But this particular topic is so important because based on market research, my own experience, uh, speaking to other working moms, this is something that we all are struggling with. We all are struggling with. But I understand that people pleasing is hard because it's, it's, it was hard for me. And what I realized that there was a root to people pleasing. There was a root. And I actually recently had a conversation with a girlfriend of mine and we talked about the root of our people pleasing. Let me tell you, if you don't have conversations like that with your girlfriends, you need to find girlfriends that you can have conversations like that with because that's how you guys can grow together. That's how both of you can evolve. And this girlfriend and and I, we don't talk every single day, but when we talk, it is powerful. It's loving. It's just amazing. And what... I realized and and she had confirmed and she shared her part, you know, her story. What I realized is that people pleasing for me stem from being neglected and abandoned as an infant in 
my biological mother's womb. Yeah, that was a little deep, as deep for me as I was writing it out. Yes, it is deep, but it's the truth. It is the truth. Now, what I'm about to say is not to make anyone feel bad, but only to share my personal experience of where people pleasing stems from. And the hope of me sharing this story, my personal experience, is that you resonate with it and can identify where your people pleasing comes from. You may have the same story as me. You may have a similar story as me. You may have something traumatic happen to you. But let's talk about it to see where the people pleasing stem from. And then we can identify how we can overcome people pleasing. So my biological mother and father were pregnant with me at the tender age of 19. They were sophomores in college and were in a very serious relationship. Both of them had expressed that I was conceived out of love. So that I know. And even 20 years after my birth, my biological mother still was recanting, sharing how much she loved my father at that time of my conception. Again, they're sophomores in college. They're 19 years old. They're still young, but they had that young love between the two of them. Now, despite that love, my biological mother did not want to keep me after she gave birth. In fact, my father decided to take me from the hospital. So, you know, after the hospital, you go home with your parents, your mom, your dad. I went home to my father. He took me and my grandparents, his mother and his father. And then he went and joined the Marine Corps. <laughs> now, I don't remember uh, that. Of course, I was days old, um, but he joined the Marine Corps. And he did that because he knew that he now needed to take care of this responsibility, which was me. Again, love. Now, this is, you know, the very beginning. It's a great story of two people who loved each other immensely and they created a child. But the love that my father had for me was more powerful because he decided to take me because, you know, the interaction between him and my biological mother, she didn't want me. And he was like, okay, I got her. That's my child. I'm going to take her. So he took me. Again, I was living with my grandfather, my grandmother. I have great stories of my grandfather, my grandmother. Unfortunately, my grandmother died when I was very, 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 very young. Um, and my she actually died in the 80s, uh, not too long after I was born. Um, and my grandfather, he, he died when I was 16. So I, I have so many, I have 16 years worth of memories with my grandfather. Uh, that was my pop pop. Um, and I miss him so much, but we're going to talk about this a little bit more. Even though I had love from my grandfather, my grandmother, you would think that that love would be enough. 
And, you know, looking back, I thought so too until life started to life, until life started to happen to me. Now, throughout the years, although my father and his ex-wife, his first wife, uh, she became my legal mother. So she adopted me when I was five years old. Uh, So we went through the whole process. I remember that um, both of them were very honest with me. Uh, They always told me every, I mean, they never left any details out. They were very transparent, both him and my mother. I call her my mother because she is. And I felt the love between them. I, I, you know, I knew that my mother loved me. There was no doubt. Uh, her family loved me. They took me as the oldest grandchild. I still am the oldest grandchild that I felt love. And I still, I still do to this, to this day. And we talking about almost 40 years later, I still feel love from my mother's side of the family, from both sides of family. But the point here was I had all this love. I had all this love. And then, you know, my parents, they had four other children. So it was five of kids in the house, three girls, two boys. Like I felt the love. We all were loved. My brother and sisters, each one of us, we were all loved. There was no doubt in the world that we were loved, right? No doubt. But even in the midst of all of that, I still felt rejected and abandoned by my biological mother. Even though I felt loved, even though I knew I was loved, even though I was told I was loved. And you know, some people are not told by their parents that they're loved. But I remember every single day I was told I was loved. Every single day by both my mother and my father, I was loved by my my aunts, my uncles. I, I had an uncle, I still have my uncle that's 12 years older than me, practically grew up together. I remember when he graduated high school. I remember when he graduated college. I remember when he bought his first house. I remember his first car, like that he was my big brother. He was my big brother, still is my big brother. But I felt loved, right? I felt loved. I still felt rejected and abandoned. Now, I do remember seeing my biological mother about twice before I was 10. And then my parents, um, they split. They split. Um, And so it wasn't until I had a private investigator go find my biological mother. I was 18 when I next saw her. And at this time I was married, I was in college and I didn't know what to expect from her or me for that matter in building this relationship now, this newfound relationship. Now, I wanna say time has passed since then. It's been two decades since my first initial meeting with my biological mother as an adult, as 18 years old. And in these two decades, I have done whatever people wanted me to do because I needed them in my life. To be honest with you, it's just you and I talking. I needed to, I needed them in my life. People would ask me to drive here, fix this for them, cover for them, do whatever. And I did it. And what I realized is I did these things because I was afraid of them not being in my life anymore. 
I was afraid that they wouldn't like me or they wouldn't love me. The same feelings I felt when I thought of my biological mother. Let me just say this. My biological mother and I have had plenty of conversations, (laughs) period. And we've talked about the what ifs and the would ifs and the should ifs, the could ifs. We've talked about all of that. And she's expressed some of her regrets in her life. And today we're still working on that relationship. But let me also say that the neglect and an abandonment of not being and not being raised, not being with my biological mother growing up and wondering if she had kids after me and wondering if she had finished college after she gave me to my father and not understanding why she didn't want to keep me after she gave birth. Like all of these emotions were defined as neglect and abandonment. Then my father and my mother, the one who adopted me, split. And now the one person in the world who truly loved me is gone out of my life. So do you see what I'm saying here? How rejection and and, and abandon came into my life? I, I first experienced it with my biological mother in my mind and she not wanting me and I'm not knowing what the full story was. And then my parents splitting, they split. And so now my father leaves the house and he goes back to his childhood home to live there. And my mother is home now as a single mom of four kids, well, five kids. And, you know, my my little, little brother was still an infant at that time. He wasn't even one yet. Do you see where I'm coming from here? What about you? What about you? Do you have a similar story or a story of being rejected and abandoned over and over and over and over again? And because of that, you've become a people pleaser? Now, let me just say that again, even though my parents split, I still heard I love you. I still felt loved. I still I still felt loved by my parents, even though they split and then later divorced. Still felt love from them. But there was something missing. There was something missing. And it was that innate feeling of, why didn't she want me? Why did she leave me behind? Why did she get to go have fun and do whatever in her life? And she left me behind. Those are some real feelings, real feelings that I've had to deal with and and for years suppressed because when I did express those feelings, it was out of anger. It was out of anger. But if you're like me and you've suppressed those feelings, you didn't know what it was, you have a similar story, you had trauma, Let me tell you something that I had to tell myself. It is not your fault. It is not your fault that you were rejected or abandoned in your childhood. 
It's not your fault that you had trauma in your childhood. Yes, it happened to you. It is real. It happened to you. But it is not your fault. Starting today, I want you to give yourself grace and mercy with the understanding that although human beings hurt you, they rejected you, they abandoned you, God's promises hold true today. And they still, they were, they were holding true back then that he will never leave you and he will never forsake you. Now, I'm not going to lie. You probably had some really bad times where you felt like, God, where are you? Or maybe you didn't know God at that time and you didn't know what to do or who to look up to. God was still protecting you, still watching over you and still protecting you. Now, with that same grace and mercy that he gives you every day, you have to give yourself that same grace and mercy. And when you have given yourself that grace and mercy, and remember, that's a daily thing. You have to clearly identify where the people pleasing came into your life, where it came to play. Where did it stem from? Maybe you were afraid of being alone. I was. Maybe you were afraid of being let down. I was. Maybe you were afraid of someone not keeping their word of calling you back or coming back to hang out with you. I was. So you worked hard to show up for people and probably be a little possessive in your actions. You dropped everything you were doing for these individuals. You lessened yourself so that others would shine brighter than you. That was me. And that probably is you. I did this. I know all too well because I did it and I did it for a very long time. But let me tell you, people pleasing does not look good on you. It doesn't. So you may be asking, okay, Latika, how do I overcome? How do I stop being a people pleaser? I'm so glad you asked that question. I want to share with you a few ways, five in particular, that you can stop people pleasing and you can actually start doing that today. Now, I want you to remember this is a process, so it won't happen overnight, but I want to encourage you to seek therapy and get a counselor who can work with you in being more assertive, less passive aggressive, while identifying what you need in relationships, what you need from relationships, and what you need from yourself. I know this works because I had to do the work. I had to do the inner work. I got a therapist to help me. And it works. Because what it does, it opens your eyes to see your actions. It opens your eyes to see the actions of others. And it opens your eyes to see where it all stems from. So here are five things that you can do to stop people pleasing. 
The first is to remind yourself what God promised you. What did God promise you? I will never forget last summer, God told me, I am your visionary. Clear as day, okay? Clear as day. I'm walking up to the house and that's what God tells me. He whispers that in my ear. I am your visionary. And what that simply means is, I got you. All the plans, all the things that you want to do in your life, I got you. I know what you want. I'm going to make it happen. I'm your visionary. Those visions that you get, those are for me because I'm your visionary. What is he telling you? Is he telling you, I'll never leave you? Because that's one of the promises that he gave me. Latika, I will never leave you. Even though all these other people left you, even though these, all these other people have used you, I'll never do that. And we know the Bible says that God is not a man. He's not going to lie to you. So if he's promised you something, believe him, trust him. The second is be true to yourself. Stop trying to fit in. Be true to yourself. Be true to yourself. It's okay to be quirky. It's okay to uh, be quote unquote weird as others may qualify you to be. That's fine because that's your personality. And what's weird to one person can be completely fine to another. But be your authentic self. Show up as you. Show up as you. Third, have healthy boundaries with yourself and with others. And a therapist can help you create those boundaries, can help you be more assertive in your boundaries. So once you have identified what those boundaries are, you can identify how to actually activate those boundaries, you know, how to set them, how to implement them, and how to be assertive in saying, these are my boundaries and that's what I'm going to stick with. A therapist can help you communicate that. The fourth, make sure you're spending time alone with yourself and with God. Spend time with God. Again, he's not a man. He's not going to lie to you. He's giving you promises. He's giving you your beautiful life, even though there may be some aspects of it that don't look good, that may not be as clear, that may be cloudy. He's giving you a beautiful life. Spend time with him. Speak to him. Read his word. Hear from him. But spend time with yourself as well. Get to know you. Take time to see who you are, what you like, what you don't like. And if you're like me, as you are approaching 40, there are some things that you don't like as you approach 40, whereas maybe at 38, you did like. That's okay. You are evolving as a working mom. You're evolving. 
it's okay. And the fifth, understand that you can't please no one but yourself. Because no matter what you do to please anyone, it's never good enough. They want more. So you work on yourself and please yourself. You want high expectations for yourself? Go after them. But don't please others knowing that their expectations will never be met by you. I hope that these five things are helpful for you to understand that people pleasing does not look good on you. You are worth so much more, so much more. You have so much more value. Your smile will brighten up rooms when you enter it, but you have to put your head up and open your mouth to smile in order for it to happen. I'm sure your story looks just like mine. Maybe you had trauma in your life. Maybe you've dealt with rejection and abandonment in a different way than I have. But what's important for you and I to understand is that people pleasing doesn't look good on us. We got to get to the root cause of why we have this need to please everyone and then take the steps necessary to stop pleasing everyone and start pleasing yourself. Because at the end of the day, people pleasing does not look good on you. I know this was a heavy episode. It was heavy for me. (laughs) Heavy for me. Because it's something that I've had to deal with for a very long time. And I'm so grateful to God. I'm grateful for therapy. I'm grateful for my therapist. I'm grateful for time. And I'm grateful for those individuals that stuck by my side as I was identifying myself. You get a circle around you that can help you in this process. Don't feel like you have to do this alone because you don't have to. You weren't designed to do this alone. You were not. You were not designed to do this alone. But my dear sister, I encourage you to recognize where people pleasing came from. Seek therapy to help you work through it, to overcome, to set those boundaries, to identify who you are. And for you to finally understand that you are worthy, that you are valuable, that you are wonderful, that you are precious and that fear is no longer gonna hold over your life because people pleasing does not look good on you. Well, until next time, take care and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.
Hey, working mom, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope, I pray that this episode was such a blessing to you. Please bless us by rating this episode and sharing how it's helped you to manage, to balance your marriage, your life, your career, and your faith. Thank you so much for joining us on The Latika Vine Show. And I can't wait for you to listen to the next episode. God bless you.